Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, June 8th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the White Whale Community Call. Let's take a listen. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to our weekly White, uh, White Whale Community Call. Uh, if you're new to our community, uh, probably not in, in the depth of the bear market, but if you're new, uh, you can find all the critical information in our link tree, uh, in our pr uh, Twitter profile, and uh, we invite everybody to join our Discord and participate in the community calls uh, live chat. When it comes to market, uh, market data, uh, compared to last week, uh, not really much changed. Uh, the price stayed the same. Uh, the market cap uh, stayed roughly the same. Um, we we are um, slowly but surely gaining followers on Twitter. So we have uh, 151 um, more followers than last week. Um, Telegram and Discord are roughly the same. Um, They're hovering around uh, at the same level. And um, before I head it over to Sancom and um, he, who will give you the product updates and the la latest alpha, uh, please guys uh, retweet the spaces with hashtag ride the whale. Um, so the word gets out and um, yeah, we get a little bit more exposure to other communities. Sancom. Yes, thank you very much. We got a lot to talk about this, this call, I believe. Um, we can go over a little bit what happened at the conference, but let's do this at the end and just start with um, some general, general overview. So uh, I tweeted this morning, I think we have more than 4 million whale on Cavern Protocol, totaling more than 90% of the TVL on that protocol. So there is, it just shows the power of, of our community, of you guys. Um, you know, Cavern was live before White Whale was there. And, you know, they listed us and boom, it, it, it exploded in TVL. And I think, you know, this is a testament to you guys, but also, um, you know, should raise some interest from other, you know, applications, lending markets, whatever. If they list Whale, they get, you know, all the Whale. So that's really fantastic to see. Then Alliance, still, in my opinion, great success. We're way above over 250,000 Luna on Migalu. And um, for those of you who haven't, haven't seen, so we're in, in the final phases of um, getting everything ready with carbon. And I hope as soon as, as we hear back from the guys, um, we'll see some proposals hitting their chain and our chain. So you guys can decide if we want to enter that alliance with carbon or not personally I, I think it's a great fit but let's let's have governance decide this 
Then there was another proposal um, on, on Terra happening. I mean, everybody's just anxiously waiting for, you know, Terra whitelisting whale. And I think everybody agrees, not only the whale community, but also in the Luna community, that it makes a lot of sense to do this. But apparently, um, the the you know some of the guys from TFL, I believe, they have a, a product they're developing, and that product will kind of auto balance the the weight distribution. So how which token gets how much? And from what I can you know infer here is that they want not to list single assets as alliance, but wait for the completion of their product, and and then um go for it but still um I, i'm very confident that if tokens get listed on terra eventually whale will be one of the first if not the first then um on the bonding on so on on terra it's been live for i think we breached over a month 33 epochs to date um we bought back over a hundred thousand whale which is quite impressive considering that you know this model scales you know with more volume so if the market markets come back that number will shoot up it scales horizontally so more satellite markets with bonding means more burning so i'm quite happy with over a thousand whale bought back we have a massive apr there of real yield of you know sometimes four or sometimes six percent something between there this is just spectacular i believe right now there's almost 8 million whale bonded just on Terra, and the APR is still, you know, hovering in the mid-single digits, which is fantastic, I believe. And also, I noticed the claim rate is slowly reducing a little bit. Right now, we're at around 80%. And this is exactly what I, you know, was expecting when, when we designed this, this um, the, the mechanics of this system back then, the claim rate is going to go down over time because people just lose interest, they, they forget about it, they do whatever. And normally those tokens would be lost and the APR would, you know, it would be like a very ineffective burn because the tokens aren't really burned, but nobody access or uses them. But with the, this fee forward pass, we have all the fees that are not claimed. So right now, 20% of the fees get passed forward. So your APR is actually really nice and as the claim rate goes down and your multiplier increases you win double so that's that's really fantastic and you know, just to to finish this off I, I think on terra we have more than 20 million whale right now you know between cavern between the bonding between the pools and the whale just sitting around and that's quite a lot because remember this is just a thing this is not not even mega this isn't our ecosystem per se it's just one of the satellite market ecosystems we're developing really actively right now so as this thing continues and you know we get integrated more into carbon and other ecosystems and deploy our dexes everywhere um i think you know the whale or whale will spread pretty thin really quickly which will be quite nice for the for the buybacks and the apr so if we manage to get to something double-digit real yield APR on the satellite markets, that I believe would be quite impressive. Sebastian, anything else before we're going to over, go over to some updates internally? Um, I have actually a question. Uh, the 80% claim rate that you mentioned, 
Um, is that regarding 21 days or every day 80% of people are claiming? You see where I'm getting at with the question? Because after 21 days, yeah, uh, be, no, get... I'm not looking at how many people claim every day. I'm looking at the last epoch and how many tokens were claimed in that last epoch. And for example, right now, um, the epoch from May 18th, that's the one that's going to be pushed forward in about an hour. And only 82% of the people have claimed their tokens there. So there are some whales sitting there around 18%. And unless they appear now and get their share, um, you guys will. Gotcha. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, no, I th I think um, that was a great summary, Sencom. Um, the only thing I would add and comment on is right now, where where we're at, we're in a state where we have a, a, um, a lot of products that are just on the verge um, of coming out and being shipped. Um, I see it almost as like a, a dam um you know that's that's built up and about to burst so i think what you're going to see what what and you know this has all been been happening kind of under wraps i mean we've talked about some of the stuff on these spaces we've hinted i've mentioned you know we, we've talked about the incentives um we've talked about the furnace our, our gamified burning dap um you know everybody knows we still have to deploy our decks on um on migaloo right and there's a whole um a whole slew of other <clears throat> kind of fun toys that come with doing that. Um, so what what I'm seeing from from our end is a buildup um, of of products, um, and <clears throat> sooner or later the dam's going to break, right? And I think it's going to be sooner. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna see, I think, an explosion here over the next weeks and months, really, of um, of new products coming out um new new toys to play with on the blockchain things things on migaloo um so i i think it's going to start getting really fun on the development side um you know and and that's going to start um you know in a matter of days not weeks so um so yeah that's just um just just an observation on my end yeah you continue right where you left off um, with some some more details on the internal developments. So um, our bonding, we still haven't rolled, or the buyback mechanism, we haven't rolled that out to any other chains yet, which, which is because um, we, we rolled it out initially just on Terra to also get you know, some feedback from you guys, and, and we heard you. So um, we, we're incorporating that still. Um, it's It's almost ready. And I hope uh, within the next weeks we'll see a couple of more chains um, where we can, you know, update our contracts and deploy this mechanism, and then the buybacks will start. Next in line are most likely Juno and Chi or Chihuahua and Juno because they're permissionless, just makes it easier for us, and then the rest will follow suit. Um, I know there's also been a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of demand from from users but also our partners for incentives and they're so close i can almost taste them um just this morning i looked at the you know at our front end everything works and we're just you know making some numbers here some small adjustments there but contracts work contracts are tested everything's pretty much done front end integration is done so now it's just about 
making, you know, polishing it a little bit. And I don't know, you know, it takes as long as it takes. You want to you know, ship a, a good product. So, you know, that's the most important thing, a good, stable, secure product. Um, but it, it's very, very close. It, it's really, it's all, already functioning to its full extent. And um, Backbone Labs, uh, JG, I see you in here. And we already shared access to to the contracts with uh, documentation and stuff. So they're already playing around or could be playing around. I don't know how their timetable is right now. So that's as close as we can get. Um, but again, no no date on a release. Um, it, it's ready when it's ready. Then, yeah, we talked about bonding. We talked about incentives. Um, we can talk a little bit more about the conference, but I think we can do this in the end. Otherwise, yeah, one more thing. So there is there is coming more and more. So as, as we grow in, in awareness or, you know, people get more aware of what we're doing and, you know, we gain more publicity and grow as, as an ecosystem, but also as a community, there's more and more interest in coming from ecosystems, from chains, specifically app chains that want to have the whale. So right now, we have such a large, large backlog um, of, of chains that want to have, you know, white whale deployed there, white whale and everything that comes with it. So all the right projects and every, the community and everybody building with us. It's, uh, I think, almost 10 chains in line that are just waiting for us to, you know, ship faster, basically. So it's it's a perfect state. And we're trying to work as fast as possible to set us satisfy that demand but bottom line is there's really really high demand for what we're doing lots of chain wants their own dexes lots of chains want their own liquid staking tokens lots of chains want flash loans and they're getting it they're getting it and the, really the nice thing is and um, you know i can share this here is the longer the line grows the more um you know the more we as a community have leverage for example to say all right we want some incentives on the decks or we want some protocol owned liquidity and that that's something that i think is, is critical in our mission here to lock in not only our deployments the contracts the apps but also lock in liquidity in the form of you know a core team putting up incentives for their favorite pools or the community deciding to give out um tokens for their from their community pool into our decks, for example, in the in the liquid staking tokens from from the grave diggers, and that's something I'm I'm very excited to watch developing. And given the fact that you know the interchain is growing and we are growing, I don't see the demand subsidizing anytime soon. So, and with that, Sebastian, do you have anything else? Otherwise, I think we have a lot of a lot of friendly phases here from. Backbone Labs, I see Raccoon in here, not on the main main account, but on a couple of smaller accounts. I'll just make one comment, um, just add to what to what you were saying. Um, so we do see this demand, right, from from chains um that want want to integrate whale, want us to deploy on their chain or something to that effect. So we've we've chosen, we've made an internal decision to focus for now at, at first before we kind of scale vertically more, right? We deployed on five different chains, you know, several months ago as kind of the first tranche and, and kind of the guinea pigs, right? Um, 
we've we've chosen to focus for now on um, refining our core products um, and really making them complete products, right? So we added the bonding. Um, you know, now now the the thing is the incentives. Um, and then the polishing, but we wanted to make sure to kind of complete the circuit um, and deliver <clears throat> fully functional, you know, robust um, applications, you know, uh, be- before we kind of go ahead and deploy everywhere. Deploying on other chains, if they're especially if they're permissionless, is pretty easy, right? Um, we have deploy scripts; it's it's pretty quick and dirty. Um, however, you know, if we were to just go and deploy everywhere now, it, you know, we'd we'd almost just be be shipping, uh, you know, um, I don't want to say an incomplete product, but a product that's not as robust as it can be. So, um, you know, we wanted to kind of. <clears throat> complete the circuit and finish these other core elements of the white whale Dex and DAP. Um, and then, and then go on and, and ship to these deploy on these other chains. That's the, that's the strategy just so everybody understands. Right. So as I, as I mentioned earlier with kind of this dam being built up and it's about to burst, um, that's another, that's another part of it. Right. So, so once all the pieces are in place and everything's polished, um, you know, there's a backlog, like Semcom was saying of chain that are, that are ready for us to deploy and we're ready for to deploy on that. Um, so again, that's another thing that that um, y- you know can happen, and I think will happen relatively quickly um, as, as as soon as it's as soon as all the pieces are in place for it. So um, yeah, and also there very or a couple of very interesting developments in our ecosystem. Um, JG, uh, you want to come up? And I think Raccoon also has a couple of updates. If not, I'm just you know gonna go ahead and talk for them. But I prefer everybody to speak for himself. JG always wants to. Uh, JG always has something to say. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, he's coming up. He's coming up right now. GM, GM, guys, how you doing? GM to the West Coast. GM, GM, GM. So you know we've been you know the last four or five days we've been really just focusing on uh, trying to get the line down mint up. It's really important that we have a, a great mint and uh, they've developed a great collection. So we've been like heads down in like just NFT world, which is fun. You know, uh, I'm so excited to uh, be able to work with Ryan and to show up enterprise and, you know, start to this is going to help us continue to uh, that White has, you know, spearheaded this alliance module. I'm super excited, you know, that this prop is passing. There's so many things just on the horizon. Uh, you know, I get ex- every day I wake up with so much energy. It's so funny. The, the main question is, when are you going to shave your head? I'm sure everybody saw Jacob shaving actually the whale logo into his head. I mean, this has been hilarious. I didn't expect that. I, saw, I thought he was just shaving his head, but now he got this whale. And to be frank, it looks a little bit like a butt, which makes, <laughs> makes it even more funny. You know, shout out to Jacob. If you listen to this or hear it, um, you rock. So this is hilarious. He he went above and beyond. You got to give him. You got to give him credit for that. He went above and beyond. And not only with his hair. This guy. Oh, so notional in general always goes above and beyond. Those guys are really, really professional um, validators. Pleasure to work with them every time. Oh yeah, one thing I forgot talking about notional. Um, Migalu V three 
is also around the corner. Um, the only thing left is doing tests. So um, we're testing that right now. And once it's ready, um, there will be a proposal again. So get ready to vote um, to get Megaloo V3 up. And Megaloo V3 contains a lot of cool stuff for developers, like, for example, global fee that allows us to set the fee parameter for all, you know, for the whole chain. Or interchain queries, which allows us to query the blockchain state from different chains. So a lot of really cool tools for developers. Um, that will expand what we've been able to build so far. So very much looking forward to this one. But yeah, JJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, most of what we talk about in these spaces is on the dApp side, right? Is on the, the white whale dApp side and the, 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 build, the other uh, apps that are building. Um, you know, every once in a while, we will talk about the chain side developments, but that's a whole nother thing. And to be frank, it's just as big of a deal, if not bigger of a deal, right? It's the core core infrastructure, um, you know, so there's, there's just as much going on um, on the L1 end, right? As far as upgrades, as far as keeping our chain um, new and fresh and and up to date. So um, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up, Sencom. And um, I'm sure we we are going to talk about our decentralization efforts today, right? We got to get that in. Um, yeah. At yeah, the conference. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 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 All right, JG. Okay, so um, totally going to shave my head. I have my grandmother's memorial service. I didn't, it's kind of a little depressing. I don't want to go there looking like a cancer patient. So as soon as that's done, which is in a few days, I will have a video of me shaving my head. We wouldn't, we wouldn't dare ask you to dishonor your grandmother like that, JG. So you take your time. No, no, it's not even about that. It's just like I got other family. And if I go there with like an extreme haircut, they're going to be like, I just don't want to get a bunch of. I got, you know what I mean? I got some Catholic family. They're going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, oh, wait. <laughs> Those Catholics. Yeah, well, it's only half my family, but they're, they're brutal. They're, they're uh, yeah, they're very opinionated, you know? Let's just say it like that. I love them, but they're very set in their ways. Just show them your whale stick. And they're going <laughs> to all in envy. Oh, my God. You know, it'd be so funny. So sometimes, like, I always get this question, like, oh, you know, I mean, we're sure we all get this when you go to a family events, like, oh, so how's business? What's going on? And you're like, you try to explain these things and you try to explain some of these protocols. I remember one time, like, trying to explain something. I was using sushi swap and they were like, what's a sushi swap? <laughs> like, oh, my God, I can't even can't. We can't we get we have no ba like basis to have a conversation. It would be so much new language we have to teach them. It's so difficult. So now it's just like, basically, they think I do like gambling, I guess. I'm not even sure what they think it is, but <laughs> it doesn't matter, I guess, at this point. The, the most pressing question for me, JG, is what's, what's your plan with or what's been happening with the grave diggers? What's your plan there? And um, the NFT marketplace. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really important. So the NFT marketplace is, I, I believe the front end is... I got to double check the octane. I believe it's built out totally. So now we're just doing the hooking up all the UI stuff and the UX stuff. But it, it actually, the visualization of it, I, I believe, is completely done. And uh, like I said, we have collections that are going to be able to go right away. Uh, we're going to airdrop some collections to holders uh, to bring them to Migaloo to show them what exactly we can start to do there. And um, 
we're going to start to have fun. That's like really the biggest thing. Like people in NFTs, we want to have fun. We want to start to play games. We want to, we would love to like actually do some more, some more stuff with raccoon uh, supply. Uh, I think that we could bring a lot more energy together. And uh, the things that with Lion Dow have been going pretty good. So me and Ryan have been trying to hatch some new plans together too. I approached him. We'll see if we can get that going. I think we got a good plan. So we're going to get a lot of energy back in the cosmos. I think the time is right. People are starting to see that uh, it's very important right now that we really lock in this decentralized infrastructure now, right? Like now more than ever is the time to like really put the pedal to the metal, really get fighting, really get grinding and start to like make a difference. And I think Wales perfectly primed to do that. A hundred percent agree. I, I share the same sentiment. I mean, with the SEC, so don't get me started on, on this bullshit. It's just ridiculous. And um, yeah, you're, you're fully right. Now's the time to build. And this leads me perfectly over to um, the efforts at the conference we did. So let's do a little bit recap of, of what actually happened over the last week. So we partnered up with Rockaway. Rockaway is a venture fund and they entertain a development branch, Rockaway X. And Rockaway X, they're building yeah, public goods actually for the Cosmos ecosystem, like observatory where you can see, you know, what's happening, how's how's the decentralization going on the chains. And then the stake bar, which they released, and we were very fortunate to be their launch partner in for the product, that allows you to yeah, almost manage your staking portfolio really, really easy. So you only delegate to the really strong validators with, with good metrics, um, you know that you know high uptime and it's a really fantastic tool it's not perfect by no means nothing you know very few pro products are actually perfect but it gives you a good starting point to, to start looking at and we, we did this campaign together with rockaway you know in part of the launch campaign and also the, the the conference and we were able to achieve so much in terms of decentralization so one and a half weeks ago Hetzner, a cloud provider, a German cloud provider, if they wanted to, and I'm not telling or saying they, they would, but if they wanted to, they could have shut down the chain. Now they can't. And, and the frightening thing is, so we're a new chain, and, and we really, really care about these things, about the decentralization, and you know, we want to build something that lasts. So we care about this. A lot of chains in the ecosystem, unfortunately, don't. So if the same cloud provider would shut down um, the Cosmos chains, I can tell you probably 70, maybe 80% of all Cosmos chains would be down. It's just, you know, down, whatever. It, it, they wouldn't be dead. They, they probably could restart it, but it would be down until the validators regroup and restart the chain from another you know, point. Could be days, could be weeks, who knows? But not with us anymore. We have a really strong, robust chain now that no single entity can now shut down. And that is very, very important because if, you, if you're building a skyscraper, you need to build on a solid foundation. Otherwise, it just crashes down. And that includes tokenomics, that includes validators, decentralization, teams building on it, as well as community. Yeah, if I could just chime in, I think that was very well said. I couldn't agree more. 
we we do take it very seriously. We're we're very intentional about being a decentralized chain and um, taking steps, more and more steps towards that. As you saw, what we did um, for the conference. Um, only thing I would add is I I think right now we're uh, in the top five as far as decentralization. You know, Nakamoto factor and pretty much every metric. Um, we're in the top five of most decentralized chains. Um, in the cosmos, right? Because because of our efforts and our intentionality, um, you know, and again, for uh, whatever 5 million, four or 5 million market cap projects, you know, I'd say, uh, I'd say that's pretty good. And we're going to continue to to increase our Nakamoto factor and, um, and take more and more steps towards decentralization. It, it is definitely a priority for us. 100% agree. And decentralization, really, it's, it's such a, multi-dimensional um, dynamic or system it's not only about the for example the nakamoto index or you know which cloud providers or bare metal are used it's also so this is just the in the, the base layer of decentralization but there's also a very important thing that um in my opinion you know, we, we got the base layer it's really sufficiently decentralized now we need to make sure it continues to improve and we need to you know make sure it doesn't revert you know but personally the next step in terms of decentralization for me is and that's what where um we also put a lot of effort in is getting more and more teams to build because it's also a factor of centralization if there's just let's say two developers maintaining the chain that could be an issue you know on ethereum if italic would die um you know God hopes not. The guy's funny as hell. Um, Ethereum would still live. They have such a huge developer developer community. They would survive. If if ten of their core devs would you know you know would be unable to continue working there, would they would still go on? And that's the place where we need to be. We need to have many core teams on the chain working. Many teams working on the satellite markets. Many teams working on Megaloo itself. Because that's another layer of decentralization and robustness and strength that we're going through or going to need. And I think with the right program, we got actually a very, very solid start. So together with Backbone Labs, with Eris, and, and now the, the smelly kids at Raccoon, we're off to a very good start in terms of you know getting teams to build with us, getting teams, um, you know, or give teams vested interest in the success of of what we're building, not only in their own project, but also in the greater whole, because if, if the greater whole succeeds, they succeed as well. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here. And, and personally, my goal is, and you know, let's hope we achieve this, is to have 10 teams building within the right program by the end of the year. So, and that's, you know, that would be a point where you know, if the Whitewell core team were to, you know, disappear for whatever reason, it would, you know, the wheels would be still spinning. And make no mistake, so right now, the foundation still holds a lot of tokens and, and we have a really, you know, important role in, in coordinating this and, you know, making this baby grow. But we want to really have it grow fast so we don't have to help it anymore. So it, it, we're we're just, you know, trying to become one of the many teams building here. Right now, we have a more central role, but we want to, you know, step by step, you know, 
not do less, but find other people or get other people to work there as well. So our percentage-wise, what we do becomes less. And that's also a very important metric of decentralization, I believe. And that's what we're working on, especially in this bear market, very, very hard. Very well said. Um, I I actually want to come back to the validator set uh, real quick. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about the size of the validator set. And because people are always thinking, oh, more validators means more decentralization. Um, but with the Nakamoto coefficient, actually, uh, we have one of the highest, but only have 50 validators. So maybe you could expand a little bit on that. Yeah, sure. So the, the, so the, the number of validators you have is a really, it, it's a metric for decentralization, but it's, it's a very bad metric. So if you just look at it alone, it doesn't tell you much. So we have a significantly higher um, you know, decentralization than, for example, Juno. And I think they have 150 validators, so three times our size. But they have more concentration on the top validators than we do. They have more concentration on you know, certain cloud providers. So that's not good. That's, that's not good at all. So it's really not about the size of the validator set, but on how the validators are contributing to the ecosystem and how many tokens they have staked and where they host their nodes and so on. And I I talked, so I had the great pleasure of of meeting a lot of cool validators in Prague, um, validators of our own chain. So we met with Enigma, you know, the guys who who supply us with the indexing for the APRs and volumes. They built the info.whitewell page. had the pleasure pleasure of talking to them. Lavender5, also a great validator, really focused on relaying and secure infrastructure. Um, we met with, um, let me think, Crypto Crew, one of our Genesis validators, same story as Lavender5, really low-level infrastructure. So, and I, and I talked with a lot of these validators, and I came to the realization that one of the reasons why keeping the active set is so small is actually that the more money and, and this is just you know it's uh, the more money validators make the more interest they have in the success of the chain so we validate a chain so we validate i think um some eight figures in assets as white whale on i think a dozen networks and like everybody like and, and I can assure you, you know those big validators they do more even more chains and they have their lists and, and they have a list, you know Migaloo and and Terra and Cosmos Hub and so on and next to the their name they have how much money is this chain making me, because it's a business validation is a business, and then you know they they sort it and they see a lot of lot of red, because validation right now is is not profitable, unfortunately even. A lot of very small validators are starting to really struggle or they're very close to shutdown. So I hope you guys can hold out a little bit longer there. But there's really a sea of red. And unless you, you secure the top spots and or maybe even some backhand deals, it's very, very hard to make money validating right now. So they, they look at the list and they see, all right, 20 of my chains are in red. You know, I just make 10 bucks a month there. 
just doesn't even cover the server costs. And then there's a big green number. So they have these 20 chains. One of them is huge green, all of the other are red. Where do you think will the validator put more effort in? And I think it's it's a rhetorical question because the validator then sees, or he's not trying to, you know, go to the bottom and try to make whatever, you know, shit chain he just, you know, got in more profitable. No, he's going to the cash cow and it's going to build on it. So it makes him even more money. So that's just a dynamic I started to really um, fully grasp when, when I talked to all these validators, that it's important to, you know, and I talk, you know, have, have give teams vested interest in the success of this. And validators, they're part of this. Not only the app builders like like Backbone Labs, they need vested interest, and I think they have now, but also the validators need to have really vested interest in the success. success. And you know the way the world works, that's with money. So that's also the reason why um, right now we don't have any intentions on increasing the active set, because I'd rather have 50 validators making $2,000 a month, and they don't make even close to that right now. So 50 validators with 2,000 a month, then 200 validators who only make 500 a month. Because those 50 will then really put their effort in to build and grow and secure the ecosystem. Nice, very well said, yeah. I thought that it, that gives uh, the audience a little bit of perspective regarding decentralization. Um, it's very, it's a very complex topic and it's not always straightforward. Oh, they have like an, a bigger validator set. So they are more decentralized. That's not how it works. So, um, yeah, um, I thought it was really important to dive into that. And then maybe a little bit of a more technical question. Um, you said Hetzner was able before our decentralization campaign to uh, shut down Migaloo. Could you maybe explain a little bit how they would do that and what effect that would have, you know? So, because other chains are still in that position, right? You said other Cosmos chains are still very reliant on other cloud providers. So uh, just a little bit of, of a risk explanation here, I guess. Sure. So the way Cosmos uh, the, the Cosmos chains work is that you can stop. So if 30%, 33%, a third of the voting power, so validators with you know, a combined total of 33.3% voting power, decide to, they can decide to halt the chain. And 66% can decide to, you know, revert or rewrite history of the chain. So they could, you know, give themselves a lot of money. And, and those are really um, two, two important breakpoints. Because once you have a certain centralization of of thirty three percent somewhere, then that becomes a very very critical issue. And with Migaloo, there is no such centralization anymore. Nobody, no single entity could harm Migaloo in the sense to shut it off or to do anything. It we we are sufficiently decentralized now that no single entity can stop us. So that's fantastic. No single entity can stop us now. Other chains, they don't fare so well because um, I, I don't want to talk bad about anybody. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't, they don't have the resources. Maybe they just made bad decisions with the tokenomics. Whatever it is, 
um, a lot of chains are not in that position. So they run their, a lot of you know, validators run their validators on cloud providers because it's just very cheap and convenient. But cloud providers, they, are, they operate in certain jurisdictions. So if you know, daddy government comes along and says, yeah, shut this down, they're just going to pull the plug. And then it's lights out. You know, you, you try to hit the button. Sorry, sorry. sorry to interrupt you, but remember, I think about six months ago, um, didn't Hetzner do that with, uh, I think it was Solana. Correct. Right? They, yeah. they just yeah. pulled the plug on, on all Solana instances. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it not only can it happen theoretically, they did it already. They did it. Correct. Correct. They already did it. Um, so Solana survived. They were sufficiently decentralized, I, I believe. But still, they just pulled the plug. You know, bye-bye, guys. And, and then they, you know, they had to regroup and so on. But this is really a major issue. And if they were to pull the plug on the Cosmos, you know, your favorite chains would go down, but we would still, we'd be blocking. We'd most be chains blocking. would go, most, most of the Cosmos chains would probably yeah. the, at, at least halt, at least halt. Yeah, exactly. But not with us. We can't be stopped anymore. Awesome. Thanks for the explanation. And uh, yeah, also um, in regards to my question, so the chain would be halted if, if the cloud provider uh, would uh, intervene or just just stopped service for the nodes. That's uh, really important. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, if we don't have any other topics, I would uh, yeah encourage the audience to ask some questions. Uh, I already saw a comment by Lunk Boldau. What will be used the fees from the decks in White Whale? Sure. So we have a mechanism called bonding, and all the fees of our satellite markets may be flash loan fee or um, swap fees. Part of it goes back into the respective pools through the liquidity providers, but a part of it will be set aside. And once a day, um, the satellite market executes a buyback with all fees in whale. So spot market by whale every day at 15 UTC, so around in 11 minutes. Um, is you know the buyback for today, and this whale will be it, its real yield, fresh naked whale from the market, will be distributed to those who bond their liquid staked whale on the respective satellite market. So right now, you can you know wherever you have your whale, you can send it over to Terra, for example, buy some amp whale or bone whale, or you could start from Migaloo and mint the bone whale directly there, send it to Terra lock it there on the satellite market, and the next time there's a buyback, you get a share. And, and that's how we do it for, or we'll do it for all the chains we're building. Thanks for the explanation. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, every day there's buy pressure on, on whale essentially. So um, yeah, that's another part where, where Sencom and I spent uh, a lot of our intention like to get the tokenomics down. Um, yeah, really important part. True. I have another thing. Right. I have another thing. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, fortunately, Raccoon isn't here to speak for themselves, so I'm just going to update you on, on their progress. So they released 
their V2 model of, of their gaming app. And as for those of you guys who remember or maybe even read the article, um, they exclusively integrate in our decks. So every time someone they they integrate in our decks and back in their v1 version you could only play with a single token or maybe two tokens but now you can play in any token you want and our decks auto converts it into whatever the contract needs and it, you don't even have to care about what the contract needs and, and by the way the contract uses amp and bone tokens so it uses the the liquid stake tokens of, of Backbone Labs and Ares Protocol, so it, it creates demand for their tokens there. But you can play in whatever because it's converted by our decks, and then you know plays the game, and then you even get the token you played with back. So it's actually two, two swap, two directions of swap. So one in, if you lose, you get nothing back, but if you win, um, it, it trades out again. So that's really fantastic because now. As their application grows horizontally on more chains, but also vertically with new apps, new products, more users, more and more traffic will be routed through the decks, more fees, it will create more demand for the AMP and Bone tokens, which in turn triggers you know, the, the next positive feedback cycle of you know, more demand for the Bone tokens means more, uh, more fees generated by the grave diggers, means, means more fees in the pools, means more fees by the decks, more buyback, and so on. So you see there are a lot of, lot of positive feedback loops that are just starting to get triggered. So it's really massive machine we're building here with so many gears, and it, it just takes a strong push. But as soon as it's in motion, you know, it, it's like, you know, like, like a vehicle, like an engine, it, it starts, you know, hammering. And with, with every vertical integration we do, with every, um, you know, piece of liquidity, with every buyback, this, this engine starts to you know, hit faster. So the value engine is, is increasing its pace and it will increase because we're building on all dimensions, may it be you know, on, on our own chain, may it be horizontally with the satellite markets, may it be vertically on the satellite markets. We're really you know, trying to hit it from all angles. And I think like Sebastian said, um, sooner or later the dam breaks and the second wave starts. Cool. Um... Again, uh, Lang Boldau. Um, I mean, in the Megaloo chain, Dex, we won't have bonding in Megaloo. We will, sure. Why not? Um, the the Dex on, on Megaloo, it will be the same like it is on Terra. So there will be daily buybacks of your market by whale, and you can bond your liquid stake whale there and get the real yield. Yeah, so it will exactly be the same on every satellite market, including our own chain. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't see any other questions. There are no questions in the community chat on Discord. I got no Twitter DMs. So I think um, if if everybody, everybody has spoken, uh, we can also wrap it up here. We We almost hit the hour mark, so... Yeah, I think we are good here. Any last words from the speakers? Uh, yeah, I'll just say, um, just to, to piggyback off of Sencom, you know, he's he's talking about getting our engine running, um, you know, and I, I've seen a lot of talk recently 
um, about Kujira's flywheel, right? And I, I think that's that's rightfully so. And um, <clears throat> I think we're starting to see their kind of ecosystem, um, you know, come to fruition um, and, and their engine running, so to speak. So when, when Sencom's talking about our engine and getting it running and then, um, you know, it just, it, it goes faster and faster. Um, that's, that's kind of the same idea, right? I, I, there are some differences, you know, and, and, you know, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of Kuji, right? Um, you know, I, I like them. I like those guys, I like what they're building. Um, you know, ours, our flywheel, our model is different. Obviously we're more horizontal. We're more, um, focused on the interchange. There's, there's, you know, their entire model, their entire ecosystem is on Kujira. Um, we're focused more on, um, the entire cosmos and the entire IBC. So every time we deploy a DEX on another chain, it's going to have volume, right? Cause it's going to have pairs and those pairs are going to move. So whenever, whenever there's price action, whenever there's movement, there's arbitrage, right? And, and our prices, even if, even if there's not traders trading on our, our DEXs, um, there's arbors that are moving the prices and stabilizing the prices, right? So every deployment, every chain, has volume, which means it has more one, you have a bonding there. So you have more whale being being soaked up and being bonded on each chain. And then you have fees being generated on every on every deployment. They're buying whale, they're distributing to the bonders, um, and so on and so forth, right? So um, you know, our engine, you know, I guess is is more distributed. It's more, um, it's more interchain focused, and I'm not saying that's good, bad, ugly, um, but but that's what we're going for, right? That that's what we're going for, and and um, it's coming, it's coming in, it's coming in hot, right? So, I will, uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and I think that's fair enough. I mean, every app, every ecosystem has has its own niche, so. Um... I think uh, there there's good um, synergies there also. Um, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, thanks for attending, everybody, um, and see you in the next one. Uh, have a great weekend, and bye-bye. Oh, real quick, real quick. Um, if you guys haven't already, so I had a panel on uh, a panel with... Um, somebody from Rockaway and Flow Traders. Uh, on the first day of the conference, we talked about liquidity and, and market making. And I had the keynote where we talked about um, some problems the ecosystem faced or face right now and what, how we, uh, as White Whale, Migaloo, but also, you know, Backbone Labs and, and Aries Protocol, we're, how we were trying to solve it together. And then obviously the closing act. So if, if you guys have a free, free hour or something, um, you, can, you can take a look. I think um, um, the conference was quite nice and you should definitely check it out. And yeah, that- I will actually post the YouTube links with all the, uh, with the exact hours where the, where Sencom is in action um, on our Twitter. So um, yeah, look out for that. Uh, we'll be live within the next half an hour or something. So you can enjoy uh, White Whale at uh, Gateway Conference. All right. Um, yeah. If there aren't any other last words, then uh, I'm saying goodbye and uh, see you in the next one.
Take care, guys. See you guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the White Whale Community Call, recorded on Thursday, June 8th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code, and now it's mutiny, community, uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking West Side shit, needle and noose, sticking with my armory, Yam Beto and Bruce, repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth, like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Is it really worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit coin Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat, now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you it would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.